to the Saguaro Books Radio Hour. This program is a showcase of middle grade, young adult, and new adult fiction. Your host is Mary Nickham, the founder of Saguaro Books, LLC. Saguaro Books is a unique publisher, and this program will show you why, as we bring you the authors and the books of new authors and more. Now, here's Mary Nickham. The Saguaro Books authors have won national and international awards for their books. This achievement validates the value of their work and indicates Saguaro Books is a publisher of quality works. Now, without further ado, meet our first award-winning author, Tom Serpernand. Tom Xavier, to readers, his pen name, from St. Paul, Minnesota. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Mary. How are you? Good, good. Okay, let's uh, start with the questions here. Um, I first, I wanted to start with uh, your uh, your world that you created. How did you do that, and what is it that you created? Well, um, I, I've always enjoyed uh, fantasy and science fiction stories mm-hmm. that uh, really stretch the imagination. Uh, I've always also enjoyed as a, as a young kid when I was reading books, I enjoyed stories that were very detailed in the worlds they created. I, the more information, the more to learn about, the more to to get excited about, the the better. So, um, so I kind of that was kind of the guiding principle when I was writing. I wanted to create a fantasy story first and foremost, but I wanted to uh, have it uh, rich in a lot of details, both the culture of the characters, but also. Uh, for a lot of reasons, I wanted to put it in a natural setting, so mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time creating the world in which the kind of the natural world in which the characters lived. Right, and you uh, uh, encouraged uh, readers to go to your website. Uh, what uh, what will they find there? Uh, that's kind of another thing that I liked as a, as a, as a young reader myself, which is I, I had a bunch of books, uh, from classics like Treasure Island to, you know, science fiction, uh, stories that had, 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 uh, uh, illustrations in them, or, you know, I liked going out and looking at other materials about the story after, after I finished the story, I, especially if it was a story I really loved, I would, I would want to look out and, and see get as much additional information as possible. So I thought, you know, nowadays, young readers, uh, I'm a little older, uh, uh, young readers are really uh, very sort of equipped to go onto the Internet. So I created a bunch of web pages that had illustrations, animations, um, uh, sort of challenges and puzzles, things about, about nature, uh, really just a lot of different types of materials to stretch imagination. Wow, that's really great. Uh, let's uh, let's see what what was the now. Let's go on to the contest that you won. Uh, what was the name of the contest you won? Or you have won more than one? Uh, I, I've won a couple. The, mm-hmm. the first one I entered and got recognized uh, was, is the uh, 2018 Book Excellence Awards. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was not a finalist winner, but I, I'm, I'm a, 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 an old overall winner, but I was a finalist in the category of right. fantasy, uh, which is a nice award. Uh, I also entered the Mom's Choice Awards and uh, received a gold seal. That's their sort of highest, mm-hmm. highest mark of quality uh, in the category of juvenile books, 
uh, for ages 9 through 12. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I was a second-place winner in the category of middle-grade fiction uh, oh. in the uh, Royal Dragonfly Book Awards. Uh-huh. That's, uh, that's a contest that's sponsored by the, the producers of Story Monsters, Inc., which is a very well-known, well-received uh, literary publication. Right. Wow. That's great. Um, then uh, when did you first get the idea of submitting to a writing contest? Uh, later than I should. <laughs> I think this is. Yeah. I think this is always the problem with uh, you know, especially mm-hmm. a first-time author. This uh, Dark Curses, Fairy Dreams. My 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 book is the first one that was published thanks to thanks to Saguaro Books. Uh, it was a wonderful thing. But I think a lot of new authors are really focused on mm-hmm. getting published and don't think about what comes next. You know, as far as marketing the story. So so if I had been smarter about it, I would have had my list of of contests that I was going to uh, enter uh, in advance of being published. But instead, I got published and, and doing it the wrong way, and <laughs> soon afterward I started thinking, well, what about awards? And, and awards really came to mind um, long before I had, had, had written Dark Curses, Fairy Dreams. I was a contract writer on a series of recordings about women in U.S. history, and a couple of those Recordings were uh, received uh, American Library Association Notable Children's uh. Recordings Awards, and a couple of them had a Parents' Choice Awards Gold Seals. So I kind of knew about awards. I just didn't. I just didn't make it right. personal until until after Saguaro published uh, <laughs> my first novel. Right. Yeah. That's that happens an awful lot of times where uh, the uh, the uh, contest idea comes second to or third or fourth or something beyond being published, and it is too bad, but uh, you first you have to have the thing in, in print and you have to have it in your hands before you get really serious about it. How did, uh, let's right, see, exactly. you, yeah, you talked a little bit about uh, how you uh, decided and what you decided to when, enter. How did you find this list you said you had? Well, that's a challenge for every writer too. If you go onto the internet, mm-hmm. there are and just do a, a search for uh, literary contests, you will find many, many contests. Mm-hmm. And I think there are quite a few that are legitimate contests, and then mm-hmm. there are some that uh, are not so clearly legitimate. Um, the one you have to be careful of is. Uh, is a contest that's really by somebody who wants to be your, your publicist and uh, uh, sell publishing uh, public pub, services for for publishing type you know publishing type right. services like that marketing or publicist services and they offer contests really to sort of get you in the door and their prizes <laughs> are something like uh, a discount on your first services mm. well those those aren't any good mm-hmm. so I looked at a you know really a legitimate sources I went to the alliance of independent authors. I went to Publishers Weekly. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a nice blog out of the Twin Cities in Minnesota, so it's kind of a hometown favorite called the Wise Inc. blog, and, and huh. they, they, they provide lots of information. So they list awards and, and, uh, and uh, give, make, make recommendations. That's... So I looked, at, I looked at really the legitimate uh, sources mm-hmm. like that. I also went to uh, some small publishers, uh, that are really respected publishers like Saguaro and mm-hmm. look to see what what awards their authors were receiving. I, 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 yeah. uh, making the assumption that uh, you know if, if, if you're an author with a with a, a well-known legitimate 
publisher, then you probably those awards are going to be the ones that are sort of more in line with what you want right. to, want to enter. Yeah. So, so, and I think Mary, you actually, uh, the book Excellence Awards. I think, if I remember right, you sent an email out to all of your yeah. authors and mm-hmm. suggested that one. So, so that one came right from you. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I won that one uh, myself, and it was kind of a surprise because it came so much later than after I entered it that I forgotten I entered it, and uh, I've entered a few others, and it has always cost me much more than than it was really ended up being worth. But that one turned out to be a really good one, and I was pleased with it. And so I passed it on to the other authors. Uh, And, you know, it's one of those things, uh, next time my book comes out, uh, my next book comes out, I'll do my research ahead of time. As you mentioned, I mean, some awards you have to enter in the year you publish. Yep. Uh, other awards, mm-hmm. it's the year you publish and the next year. Right. Uh, some of the really prestigious awards you you can enter uh, with advanced copies uh, yeah. even before your book comes out in in publication. So you really have to do your homework to catch it. Right. To catch the awards that you want to enter. Yeah. Yeah, the timing is is kind of important, and Mm -hmm. and it does vary tremendously. And another thing, you know, too, with the contest is if you get this finalist, and that's as far as you get, you know, that in itself is an award. It's kind of like the... you know, the the big awards for uh, movies and stuff, you know, just being, uh, uh, just having a, a received some kind of a mention is, is a prestigious in itself. And so don't be turned off and, and feel like a loser if you haven't won the absolute top award, because most of these awards have a value uh, just to have that seal on your cover and uh, and so that uh, that in itself is is a big help now so uh, exactly and uh, yeah i agree with that and being like a, an academy award nominee uh-huh. <laughs> would be quite wonderful if, yeah. even if you didn't win the academy award exactly um, yeah yeah um, how many uh, contests do you think that you really uh, looked up uh, for you know, do you have a round number so that authors might? Yeah, not... you know, when I first when I first <laughs> looked online and and started to make a list of of legitimate contests, I came up with probably forty, uh, oh. and then you narrow based on mm-hmm. what the requirements are. You know, mm-hmm. how 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 recently was your book published, and in what category was it published, and uh, you know, so. I probably right. very quickly narrowed down the contest to eight or ten, mm-hmm. and uh, and then <laughs> to be honest, since it's, this was my first book, I eliminated any of the contests that were uh, expensive to enter. Yeah. And by expensive, I mean you know several hundred dollars. Several hundred. Uh, also, right. I'd had some feedback from some people that I knew in the, that were writers that you mm-hmm. know if you have to pay three hundred dollars to enter a contest. You really don't want to enter it. You Mm-mm. can you can find leg- very legitimate contests that either have no entry fee or a small entry fee. Right. So, yeah. uh, so the, you know there were a lot of factors that went into mm-hmm. the, the choices I made about which contests to enter. Sure, sure. Yeah, I know. Then some of them require. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Ben Franklin Awards that require. I think like three or four books or something like that. That in itself is an investment if you start buying books and shipping them and everything else. 
So, but on um, the other hand, you know that sometimes is a is a measure of legitimacy. You know, one of the true. awards I received, the Mom's Choice Awards, mm-hmm. they required I can't remember if it was four or five books, but mm. that's because they send one to each of uh, the judges, and yep. the judges mm-hmm. uh, span a range of of experiences and expertise expertises. So that's a, you know mm-hmm. also a sense of sometimes a measurement of how, of the sort of the legitimate, legitimacy of the contest. So. Right. Yeah. That's a great, yeah. it, it is quite an experience, that's for sure. Uh, let's see. And so then why, you, why did you end up choosing the contest you eventually entered? Then it was, um, was it based on? Probably all those, yeah, probably all, the factors. all those factors, mm-hmm. cost, uh, mostly the quality of the contests mm-hmm. and uh, and um, and the fact that the contests had a pretty strong focus on the kind of book I wrote and the kinds of books right. I would like to write. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, Royal Dragonfly Book Awards they they really have a strong focus on juvenile and young adult fiction. Mom's uh-huh. Choice Awards obviously they they're only they only consider uh, children's books. Uh, books for young readers. So, uh, you know, so those were probably the main factors. Right. Okay. Uh, and then let's uh, look a little more at, uh, at the book that you've written. What qualities do you think made your book a winner? Um, I would say given the contests I entered, uh, overall quality of the book, the, mm-hmm. the contests I entered looked beyond uh, purely the writing, and wanted to see, wanted to see that, especially nowadays where there are a lot of self-published books. Yeah. These were contests that wanted to see, mm-hmm. uh, and this is these are things Saguaro really uh, uh, helped me with. I mean, you know, the the nice the, the cover, the quality of the publication, mm-hmm. um, all of that was important, I think. Uh, but of course, first of all, it's the quality of the story. You sure. have to write something that's original, <laughs> that is appropriate for young readers, that will will grab them and mm-hmm. and be important to them. So exactly. So those are the, the and that's the exactly that right. That's exactly what we look for when we read book uh, manuscripts that come in. We need to know whether that story is going anywhere, and if it is. You know, will it attract and and grab kids? And that's that's a big uh, determiner of whether we decide to publish or not. Okay, and so uh, what is your advice to writers who want their book to be a contest winner? Um, Learning from my own mistakes, I would say the first thing is to plan ahead of your publication um, and uh, either do the research yourself, or if you use a publicist, find a public. You know, talk to your publicist about it. Uh, make sure the contests are legitimate. Make sure they are ones that uh, have a strong concentration on the on the kind of book, mm-hmm. the genre you wrote, or the or the age range uh, that your book is uh, aimed at. And so, really get and get the contest. Uh, get really spend a lot of time. Uh, maximizing the quality of your of your of your story. Uh, go through the editing process seriously, the writing process seriously. Have a book you're proud to uh, to submit. I, I I think that's important. You have to believe in your own story. I think you you're spend it out to to contests. 
Absolutely right. And and that's the thing. And that's why just getting it published ought to be something that writers feel, okay, wow, this is something that, that will uh, grab kids. And because and the, the publisher thinks it will, uh, you know, then I can move forward to do these things. All right, let's uh, do some reading from your book before we do run out of time. Uh, give us uh, give us an indication of some of the really neat uh, sections that could and would grab kids that helped you win. Um, I think uh, my character. My main character is a is a, is a young girl named Dugan. She's mm-hmm. she's beyond more than a girl. She's a woodsy troll, which is a creature of the woods, and she has a very special relationship to nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not a Disney princess. She mm-hmm. is short and stocky. Um, she is an unusual character, and uh, she's a dreamer. So I think the mm. I think characterization and uh, and those elements that take the story out of, you know, I consider mm-hmm. fantasy a genre fiction. So those those characteristics that take the story out of the ordinary right. and out of the sort of usual tropes of of uh, fantasy fiction uh, is something that's going to catch the attention not only of a contest judge but of readers. I right. Think. You yes. want to do something that sets your story apart. So okay, I'm very proud of those aspects of my okay. story. Okay, let's hear some of it. Sure. Uh, this passage, um, Dugan, Dugan, the main character, is off to see her friends to plot, plot some, some thing that's going to cause them a lot of problems later in the story. Uh, they're going to bring down a terrible curse and, and have to fix it. But uh, right now, Dugan is not thinking about all of those things. She's stepped out into nature. So this, this is, um, starts off with, uh, with that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me read a little bit. Mm-hmm. Smiling, Dugan glanced up. The sun was well into its afternoon phase, and yet it was still high enough in the sky to bathe the whole world in its lovely golden glow. Struck by the beauty of the afternoon, she slowed to enjoy the forest unfolding around her, and what she saw, smelled, and heard was so wondrous it took away her breath. Leaves colored in the soft greens of the new spring season were just beginning to sprout on all the trees and bushes, covering branches long bared by winter in new, new color. And everywhere the flowers of early spring were thrusting themselves out of the ground to create a fantastic patchwork of brilliant colors across the forest floor. Dugan sighed happily. She knew all these pretty flowers by name, and she loved every one of them. There were brightly yellow polypads and rosy bolly beets that were said to blush even more deeply than a young maiden's cheeks. In the dark shadows, she could make out aptly named blue buttons, so perfectly round they looked manufactured. Dugan quickly decided there was no point in hurrying just because her jerky friend Zagger had told her to hurry. Putting the boy out of her mind, she slowed even more to savor and enjoy this wondrous reawakening of springtime. Okay, As she passed I... the waist-high bush newly come into bloom, she ran her fingers lightly through its supple young leaves. Okay, Tom, I think we're, okay. we're running out of time. <laughs> and so uh, thank you, you know, so author, much. I'd, I'd read all day if I could. I <laughs> know. I'd listen all day, too. <laughs> thank you so much, and uh, we will uh, love to listen to more. So we'll uh, oh, get you. You, in Mary. touch with it. you sometime in the future. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Mary. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. 
From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Saguaro Books, LLC is a publisher unlike most publishers that you've known. What's unique about us is that we don't work with agents. We work directly with the authors. We're a fiction-only publisher that specializes in first-time authors, middle-grade and young adult fiction, and we have a new section for new adult fiction. Find us on the web at saguarobooks.com. All of our books are also available on major ebook sites and a variety of formats. Find something new to put on your reading list today. Visit saguarobooks.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Saguaro Books Radio Hour. To speak with Mary Nickham or her guest, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you may send an email to Nickham at saguarobooks.com. Now, back to this week's program. Okay, Carol, let's go through this again. Uh, Carol uh, McCracken is from uh, New Zealand, and it's Tuesday morning in New Zealand for her, and she will join us to talk about the uh, Kier King and the Emerald... Um, <laughs> uh, you have to tell me the title again. The emerald what? Kiara King, King and the Enchanted Emerald. Enchanted Emerald. I never can get that title all in one. I always have to look it up. <laughs> uh, so uh, you won an award, and so tell us what the award was and what it was like to enter. Okay, I won, um, I got into finalist for the book Excellence Awards International. I chose them because when you suggested I might like to look at entering a contest, I looked on the internet and found a lot, and they're not all legitimate and not all, I feel, um, in the author's interest. So I, I chose that one because it was legitimate and it seemed to be, I have a good coverage. Um, I wanted one that was, 
um, international so that I could stack my book up against other books and see what what the people who were running the um, contest felt about it. And they obviously liked it, so <laughs> that was a good thing. <laughs> yes, that's always a good thing. And uh, then again is, like I said uh, earlier with Tom, that the getting a, an award like that, even though you're not the top, top winner, just to be a, a, a finalist, for instance, has a uh, is an award on itself, and so this is why I want uh, new writers, especially, to understand that this is is kind of like the Academy Awards. Just being nominated is an honor in itself, and this is is the same with the finalist award. It is not you know you haven't fallen short or anything like that. You uh, you have won this award uh, against. How many, uh, we don't know how many thousands or maybe even millions of titles were entered. So that is an award in itself. Uh, uh, so how did, you, let's see, uh, how did you find this uh, award? I mean, after I, after we, uh, after I uh, recommended it to authors, how did you? Um, well, I looked on the internet, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the internet's an amazing place. Yeah. And I looked at all Thank different for the internet. ones, and I entered that one because I thought it was the most legitimate one I could find and the most international one as well. Mm -hmm. And it does have some prodigious um, to it, so mm -hmm. I thought that was probably the best one. Yes. I, uh, I was quite, uh, uh, you know, taken with it, too. I, like I had said, too, with Tom, that I had entered the thing, and then I had forgotten about it. By the time I got the award, I thought, oh, my gosh, I did enter that some time ago. So it does take time. It's not something that happens in just a few days. Uh, how did you find, let's see, and how did you find the contest you decided to enter? Uh, did you, after you looked on the Internet, was it, it was... Uh, you, you felt it was legitimate, and so you went from mm, there. That was uh, th that was one of the main things, and the other thing was it was international. Mm -hmm. And when I looked up and I looked at what people's comments, it seemed to me that that had the best comments of any of the um, awards. So mm -hmm. that was, you know, that was that was probably what pushed me into it was the fact that people said it's worth going in for, and it does bring some prestige. So yeah, right, yeah, I. Uh, I was uh, impressed with it uh, too, and uh, and it did turn out to be. I think the international part of it. Do you have problems finding international awards? Are a lot of them only for the states, or do you? Um, yeah, we have won the Books Excellence Awards here, but it's very parochial, and I I didn't really want to go in for that because I thought, uh. well, we're such a small country. I wanted to go into something that was more international, where I could pit my book against the books from out the whole throughout the whole world. Right. And so that was the main reason, really, probably I chose this in the end. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Great. That's good to know. Um, so how many contests did you find when you looked on the uh, on the Internet for contests? Did you look that up to see how many awards were out there? Yes, I found quite a number, but I, I narrowed it down to about six that were possibilities. Mm -hmm. And this was the one I chose in the mm -hmm. end because I thought it had the most, it was the most yeah, prestigious award right. that I could find. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Uh, what qualities of your book do you think 
uh, made it a winner? Um, that's sort of hard to say because it's subjective, especially uh-huh. if you write it. And you're, um, you're definitely <laughs> biased, of course. Um, I, I think you're looking for a book, for, especially for children, where the pace is good. It's not too slow. It's, it, it carries itself along. Um, the story is different. It's not the same old story. Even, even though everything ends the same way, you, and mm-hmm. like it, hopefully with children, it always ends well. Mm-hmm. But I think you want a book that is different the way it gets to the end and I hopefully it, it's a book that um, people find interesting to read right okay and you are uh, coming out with a second uh, book now that's going in becoming a series uh, how many do you plan to do in total or is there no plan I yet? have written the whole series <laughs> there are four in total oh okay good good so so kids can ex- uh, expect to read more about Kara uh, and her uh, life, right? Yes. Good to know. <laughs> what uh, What is your advice to writers who want to be uh, to enter a book in a contest if they ever get their book published? <laughs> I think you first of all have to make sure it's a legitimate contest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very important. I found this out through through you. I was very naive when I tried to publish this book, and I found one of the important things, if not the most important things, is to get it edited by a good editor, uh-huh. because a good editor makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, which is what I did, just sent the first copy which I had edited to you, and you. And the reason I actually um, chose Saguaro Books is because I sent it to five publishers, and three out of the five said they wanted it. The reason I chose you was because you pulled it to bits. And I thought, if you pulled my book, the first three chapters of my book, to bits, then it needed work, and that you actually were worthy publishers of my <laughs> book, if that sounds awful. But that's, that's why I chose you, because the other two would just said, yeah, we'll publish it as is. And oh. I, I thought, no, you've made it a better book. So Yeah, you, no, you, ha- you can't. I know it. And I, it's difficult for us, too, because... We like the, to keep the author's um, style. You know, we don't want to just mm. rewrite the thing. And yet we want to help authors to try to get uh, the best they can out of the story they have and make it uh, something that kids really will appreciate. And I think, you know, you had an editor help you on your side, and that helped mm. us because... Um, you know, we, we like I say, we can't and don't rewrite a story. And so mm, if it's mm. something to the point where it needs that much editorial work, then we'll usually ship it back to the author and say, I'm sorry, we can't do this but, uh, on our own. We're not going to rewrite it, but you need to find an editor to work with and go from there. So we didn't yeah, have to tell you that. <laughs> you already <laughs> no, you figured that out. <laughs> So that was yes, helpful. It's, it's very, it's very good advice because um, I my book was so so much better after the editor had done it, and she she showed me things that I never knew. Right, and and so the second book that I've written needed a lot less editing. Sure. Hopefully, the third will need less, but I will still send it to her because it will keep the same style, and exactly. um, and she's a good editor. <laughs> Very good. Yes, she is. And uh, I, we really appreciate that, too. We appreciate the author putting in all the work that they can uh, and preferably getting an editor. But 
we do like to, and try to help authors to find their way too. Okay, oh. so let's uh, let's hear from your book. Can you read some of parts of your book that will uh, give us an indication of what uh, what you think uh, got the win and uh, and what you want other uh, listeners to know about your book? Mm-hmm. Well, um, Emeraldo, which is the city that it's um, set in to begin with, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's a fight over, um, it's one of three cities under the earth, and this particular um, bit I'm going to read is Chapter 3, and it's part of the story where Kiara King is forced to leave her city, Emeraldo, and enter, which is our land, which they call the land above. Kiara woke from a deep sleep. It was still early, but she was too excited to lie in bed. Today was her 12th birthday and the day of her coronation. She jumped up and hurried into the main room of the palace, stopping as she saw a gown, her gown, displayed across a chair. Kiara couldn't keep her eyes from it. It was the most beautiful thing she'd ever seen. It reminded her of the beauty of the garden she so loved. It had the colours of all the flowers that grew there. Kiara walked slowly towards it, dragging her feet, worried that if she got too close, it might suddenly disappear. She reached out tentatively and touched the material. It was so soft. She touched it a second time and a smile spread across her face. She had spent hours in front of the coronation gowns in the museum, wondering what her gown would look like, but nothing she'd imagined was as beautiful as this. Kara looked up to see her parents watching her reaction. They were smiling at her. And I'm going to jump a little bit now mm-hmm. um, to the actual what's happening because she tries the gown on. And she, uh, yeah. So her mother gives her the emerald that she wears, which is her protection. Wearing the emerald, Kiara felt sensitive to her surroundings. She stiffened, and a look of terror came over her face. She could hear Kirsch and the others outside, and they sounded angry, very angry and hostile. What's the matter, Kiara? Mama asked. Before Kiara had time to reply, the door burst open, and Kirsch stood there, several men at his back. He was holding an unfamiliar metal object, which he pointed at her. Kiara heard a loud bang, and something whizzed past her, missing by inches. Kiara turned to see where it had gone. Mama stood slightly to one side of her, a red stain beginning to spread across her green gown. Terrified, Kiara looked to Papa. Run, run through the secret door. Mama's thoughts were little more than a whisper in Kiara's head, and she saw her mother crumpled to the floor. How could whatever had to us have hit Mama? Surely the necklace should have protected her. And then Kiara remembered she was wearing the necklace. Kirsch raised the evil-looking metal object again and pointed it at her. Go, Kiara, she heard Papa scream. Run! Kiara did as she was told. She heard a bang and a thud and knew whatever had killed Mama had killed Papa too. Without thinking, Kiara did as she was told and ran. A door opened in the wall in front of her and Kiara pulled it open and ran through, stumbling as it slammed shut behind her. There were stairs and while she had no idea where they led, there was nowhere else for her to go. Kiara ran, them, ran up them, threw into a mist barrier of mist, which she burst through. Bright lights flooded her, bright light blinded her, and she put her hands over her eyes, removing them slowly after a moment. Looking down, she thought she might still be in Emeraldo. The ground was the same colour green, but it felt prickly under her feet. She looked up and saw tall trees, many tall trees. Nowhere in Emeraldo were there tall trees in such numbers. Above her, there was blue, as far as her eyes could see. She was looking up at the sky. Only the land above had blue sky. 
the barrier she'd burst through had taken her from her beloved Emeraldo into the land above. Okay, thanks uh, uh, for that. Uh, Carol, uh, what, uh, how did you go about creating this uh, world? Okay, well, I really love to read, and I wanted to write something that others would want to read. Uh-huh. I thought for a long time about a young girl, and then I was invited to a bat, a bat mitzvah of triplets, and I was watching them, and the story began to write itself, and I wondered, <laughs> what if one of them was, was um, separated from the others? What right. would happen if they came together? And it, that was the basis of the story. Oh. And then I just began to think about different things. And once I actually got Kiara in my head, she started writing the story for me. Isn't and that... I just wrote, and I couldn't get her out until right. I Right. Isn't that funny? I dream about it and everything else. And uh, mm. I had I wrote a story like that myself when I wrote my first one, the mom story, from because I have MS. And uh, yeah, yeah. It, it did. It almost wrote itself. You're right. So, okay, well, we're going to have to uh, close this off. We have to go to break. And thank you, Carol, so very, very much for your input. Thank you. Thank you. Nice conversing with you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Okay, bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Okay, we're going to break. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Saguaro Books LLC is a publisher unlike most publishers that you've known. What's unique about us is that we don't work with agents. We work directly with the authors. We're a fiction-only publisher that specializes in first-time authors, middle-grade and young adult fiction, and we have a new section for new adult fiction. Find us on the web at saguarobooks.com. All of our books are also available on major ebook sites and a variety of formats. Find something new to put on your reading list today. Visit saguarobooks.com. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America. America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to the Saguaro Books Radio Hour. To speak with Mary Nickham or her guest, please call 1 866 472 5790. 
That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you may send an email to mjnickham at saguarobooks.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back. Our next award-winning author is Jennifer Hawes to discuss her book, Free Runner. This is an extreme sport, and I must confess, I'd never heard of it until I received Jennifer's query. Now let's hear from Jennifer. Jennifer, how are you? Where are you from? You're from Missouri. I'm actually from Wisconsin, and I grew up in Illinois uh, near Chicago, but I live with my family in Missouri, uh, Mark Twain's boyhood hometown of Hannibal, Missouri, right on the Mississippi River. Right. Okay. Uh, let's get started with the questions. Uh, what was the name of the contest you won? I won a Purple Dragonfly Children's Book Award in the honorable, honorable mention category for my debut middle grade novel, Free Runner. Okay. Uh, when did you first get the idea of submitting to a writing contest? Um, you know, I, I love contests. I'm a competitive person. Um, and as becoming an author, I started looking at some writing contests. I've actually won several over the past few years for my various middle grade fiction novels. Uh, I have an unpublished middle grade murder mystery that won third place in uh, an awesome openers contest. And I also won another one uh, for a diverse story that I wrote called Da Vinci Secret. And that won third place as well. Um, it's a great way to promote your author brand and your book. Uh, sometimes you get prizes, sometimes you get money, <laughs> sometimes you get a certificate, uh, but most importantly, you get bragging rights, and it looks good on your writing resume. That it does. That is great. <laughs> I yeah. didn't realize you'd won quite that many. That's wonderful. I've won a few. Yes, I'm <laughs> That's good, because I only won one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, one's better than none, I guess. How did, right, you, how did you find the contest you decided to enter? Uh, sure. I just Googled middle grade uh, young adult contest. Sometimes they get lumped into the same category. Sometimes they're separate. And this annual one came up. I also have a writing friend who won the exact same contest with the exact same category. So kind of wow. Cool. Uh-huh. And this one was actually, this. It was the headquarters was in Arizona somewhere? Mesa or something? Uh, you know what? I think it was. You're, I yeah, think right. I think it was because I looked it up and I thought, wow. <laughs> wonder how she <laughs> found that. Right next door. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see, how many contests did you find when you looked for contests? Did you get a lot of, a list of a lot of them, or? Yes, <laughs> probably about a dozen, Ooh. probably a dozen or more for middle grade fiction. Mm -hmm. uh, many want you to pay an entry fee, which is, mm -hmm. you know, it, that, that's okay, because people are taking their time to read your work. Uh, some just want you to send copies of your unpublished mm -hmm. work or published books. Uh, but be careful. Always do your research. Make sure those people are legit. <laughs> right. So. Right. Yeah. You never know because. Oh uh, yeah. Because you're if <laughs> there's some contests I've entered where they've they had to have what four copies or something like that, and that can oh, run you yeah. some money, and not just in sure. the copies themselves. And then there's the shipping and all that, and right. the entry fees. So yes. between yeah, you add it all up, up <laughs> it can be expensive. But you're right. right. The promotion yeah. is well worth it. It is, definitely. Uh, why did you choose the contest you eventually entered? Uh, the fee was reasonable, and I think um, I think you had to send two books. Oh. And, of course, I had to make sure it was legit. And my friend had one as well, and I thought, okay, this one seems 
like it would be okay. Because yeah. I am still a little leery of, you know, some of the content. Oh, there, sure, so. sure. That's great. Uh, let's see. Now, what qualities do you think made your book a winner? Um, I love the thread of suspense throughout Freerunner. I mean, it's, it's not just a sports book, but it's also a mystery. Uh, 14-year-old Cam White takes up this new sport called Freerunning or Parkour, uh, which you stated earlier, it combines gymnastics and running. It's pretty spectacular to watch. Uh, when his dad moves him across the world for a photography job that he landed, um, his dad goes missing. And so while attending this English boarding school, he meets some new friends and they search for his dad while they suspect one of their teachers is involved in the disappearance of Cam's dad. Mm-hmm. I also like the settings for the book. I think it's kind of neat because it starts out in Southern California, just beautiful surf, you mm-hmm. know, uh, blue skies, and then it ends up taking place mostly uh, in London. And I had to do a lot of research for this book, <laughs> uh, transitioning from the sunny beach weather to the foggy rain. Um, mm-hmm. It took a few drafts to get it right, but I think it, it, Ooh, yeah. a lot of work and love went into this book. So. It was was really interesting. It was fun because, like I said, I had never right. heard of the sport before. So yeah. <laughs> that was really, you learn something from every one of these authors that submit. I yes. tell you, it's amazing. Yeah. What is no, your... My, my, son, my ah. son actually was doing parkour at the time, and that's what struck me. And I was like, oh, ah. kind of cool, but dangerous. <laughs> ah, yeah, it sounded like yeah. it was. Uh, what is your advice to writers who want their book to be a contest winner? Well, I, I always tell some of my writing uh, partners, first drafts don't win contests. Mm-hmm. Always have another set of eyes on your writing. You know, get those beta readers, critique partners, study the craft of writing, read books on writing well. Um, one of my favorites is Story Genius, uh, and I think, I'm not sure the author's name. Um, and also, Kay Whelan has an excellent blog. Uh, you could read all of her writing articles for free. She has another book called Outlining Your Novel. And that's just a great way to get those words on the paper. Edit like crazy. You know, join a writer's retreat or a writer's group. Uh, then get your work out there. Once you've edited and you feel like it's, uh, you know, it's been passed through a couple of people, mm-hmm. then don't be afraid to show it to others. Don't just keep it to yourself because you, you'll never get anywhere. <laughs> exactly. That has been my... Yeah, that's... And in fact, our next show is going to talk about critique groups for that very reason. Oh, okay. Getting oh, things, yeah. get some ideas, get those things Absolutely. in front of other eyes. You're right. Yes. So that's yep. great. Okay. Well, hey, well, we got a few minutes left, and I okay. wanted to have you read from your book a section or sections that you think show sure. winning qualities and, uh, you know, really make the, the story alive. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So- so this is um, early on in the book, right after he um, ends up at uh, Prestige Academy in London, or well, in England. Um, it says, my teacher would be a handsome guy if it weren't for one thing, his fake eyeball. My eyes fasten onto his hideous feature. My entire suspicion of him rests on his glass eye, dead and dark with a jagged scar embedded deep into the upper lid. Why doesn't he wear an eye patch? Was he an MMA fighter? Did the other guy win? Picking up my pencil, I sketch it, but something keeps me from finishing. I stop leering at his eye and cram my art project inside my notebook. Besides, if I get caught cartooning him, he might blast me with a laser beam. Avery and I sit together at lunch. The smell of fried rice and egg rolls fills the room. She leans over, but not too close, or we'll both end up in detention, and lowers her voice. Hey, today, after class, I went back to get my extra credit assignment from the professor, but he never showed up. His computer was still on, and his email was open. In one of the subject lines, I saw the word Redbow. What in the world do you think that means? 
I don't know, it sounds mysterious. Did you click on it? No, are you crazy? She picks up her chopsticks. Hmm, Red Bow could be codenamed for uh, the grumpy, grumpy teacher's club. Come on, I'm serious. She smacks me in the arm, drinking the rest of my water bottle. I gargle the words, I warned you, no physical contact or I'll turn you into a zombie. I think you play too many video games, she says. Oh, I almost forgot. Last night, when I was in the student center, Professor Zillner hurried by. He was on the cell phone talking in a foreign language. I heard him say your name, Cameron White. I swallowed hard and forced my food past my throat. I jumped to conclusions, all of which threatened me with a subtle hint of apprehension. My dad and I shared the same name. Only Avery knows this information unless the professor accessed my personal records. No one ever calls me Cameron. Well, do you think he's referring to you or your dad, she asked. Ah, he was probably discussing my outstanding grade with a colleague of his. Yeah, right. Hey, can we make meet today before dinner so you can show me those parkour moves? Sure. South African kids sit one table over. We finish our lunch and leave at the same time. Stalker student shadows us, keeping his distance. I whisper to my friend, watch your back. And that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you. That sounds really, really good. And good. We really enjoy the story. Um, Great. Then um, I think that uh, if, like, unless you have some a few more pages or paragraphs to read, um, we'll uh, move on uh, and talk a little bit about upcoming shows for a few minutes. Okay, I, I could read a little bit more, but I wasn't sure of the time. So uh, yeah, I'm out. not terribly sure either, but uh, why don't okay. you go ahead and read just a little more and... Sure, okay, and then if you need to cut it off, you can. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll go. The next day, I jog off campus to the park. I saw my first day at Prestige Academy. My exact thought, this is going to be a walk in the park, mocks me. I block out the hundreds of rules and regulations here at Prestige and focus on the playground in front, front of me. The perfect makeshift parkour course. The bright afternoon sun burns my retinas and I slip on my shades. Not used to such intense sunlight here, I showed my forehead with my hands. The pasture land past the park expands for miles. I wish an ocean would magically appear, but California is a long way from England. Avery sits on a swing and I forget why I hate this place so much. Did you get a pass? She asked. What, this thing? I raised the yellow slip of paper above my head like a trophy. You're not supposed to take it with you. Oops. Oh, well. I stuffed incriminating evidence back into my pocket. How am I seriously going to remember all of these rules? I'll plead ignorance again. Avery laughs because she's not the one who's going to get into trouble and says, you know, after the tenth time, it doesn't really work. I shrug my shoulders. What are they going to do, fire me? Well, I guess they could give me detention. Detention is one of the dreaded D words here at the academy. The two D words, detention and demerit, bring me with a bad taste in my mouth. Every time I breathe, a teacher hands me a demerit slip for something I did or forgot to do or both. Well, I've managed to evade detention so far, but I imagine it's only a matter of time before I end up in the dungeon. By the way, I wanted to show you a video challenge for my friend back home. I'm anxious to try it, but first I need to show you the hanging drop. When you're hanging really high off the ground, you should lower yourself with your arms first, then let go. I climb the metal bars on the playground equipment. After I swing from one of the high bars over to another one, I lower myself and drop to the ground. Avery scans the park's perimeter. I think she's worried the academy will send the secret police after us. She practices the hanging drop, then we jog back to campus. On the back side of the library, ivy-covered ivy walls on two sides that can give us a small area to practice. But I can tell Avery's paranoid. The challenge is called the upper decker. I take out my phone and play the video for her. Cool, she says. I doubt she'll perform this challenge today. She's a little nervous about everything. Prepare to be amazed. She rolls her eyes at me, captivated by my talent. I take a running start, climb up the wall, and leap onto the roof. Chimneys and small brick walls cover the ancient flat roof. I'm ready to show off my skills. I pretend I'm floating on my back in the ocean with my ears perched. 
I dived towards the roof with my hands extended in front of me. I used them to pop across two chimneys and a low wall to test out from the roof. For the finale, I stretched my legs high in the air and gripped the wooden shingle. The stalker student entered my line of sight, and I crashed onto the roof. All right, that's all. <laughs> okay. Uh, now we'll uh, we'll talk. I want to talk just a second or two about upcoming shows. Uh, we have uh, the critique group uh, next month, the next week, the twenty eighth of January, and uh, submitting to Saguaro Books on the fourth of February, and then we have. Um, on the 18th, we have the author interviews with uh, other guests, and it goes on until um, March 25th will be another one that's uh, promotion and marketing. That'll be a real uh, eye-opener, I think, for some people. And other than that, I think that uh, the times of, uh, of our shows is uh, is working out well and hopefully we'll be able to um, give you some more information on winning prizes and and, and not winning necessarily but entering and I think that entering contests is at least as important as winning but even if you get runners up and some other awards other than, than first prize you can still claim yourself an award winner, and that looks very good on your little resume on the back cover of the book. So keep uh, keep trying, and you won't win them all, and uh, and just uh, just keep trying. So that will be our show for next and next week. Uh, we'll be on it again for another interview. Tuning in to Saguaro Books Radio Hour. Host Mary Nickham invites you to join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll have more to discuss then. again for listening to the preceding program.